Greetings. This is the Charlie Brown Blues, by the way, if you don't know this song. It's a little ditty. So what's the word? This is Brian Jump. Welcome to the SAI Service Marketing Podcast. This is a beautiful Friday. We're just about peeking into October right now. Crazy, huh? Craziness. Pretty excited about that. send myself a note right now because I just remembered something which is crazy gotta send in rent um so what's happening what's new a lot of good things going on around here we got the students I'm praying that uh, the hurricane doesn't destroy their homes this thing is coming right at them 150 mile an hour winds. They're not too excited being out here and their ladies are back home holding down the houses. Sucks, they've been out here two weeks, so. Going on two weeks at least, yeah, it's, it's tough. It's tough for them to focus when they've got all this drama, plus work, working for Amazon, shutting down the warehouse, the trucks are grounded, I mean, it's a mess. Uh, I mean, Florida, you got beautiful plants, you got, you know, the beaches and everything, but man, you got to deal with that weather. Brutality, fatality, all kinds of talities, not good. So yeah, prayers for our our boys, our boys from Amazon, Mike and James, the MJ show. Um, Let's recap. Uh, Yesterday, we had a bunch of cars going out at M5. We had... A Traverse, what else? You know, not a bad car. It had a, had a lot of black leather inside of it. So from the inside, you felt you were in something better. Uh, Compass, which has been a nemesis for us. But we finally got the headlight thing figured out. Um, moving on, what else did we have? We had, God, I can't even keep up, man. There's a lot of cars that went out today. A wonderful Kia Optima, super nice lady. Um, a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff going out. Um, we did a glue pull, and when I say we, I mean Jake, the hired uh, dent snake. Um, I didn't think this thing was gonna glue pull out. We had a crushed quarter panel on a Santa Fe. It was hit so hard on the quarter panel that it bent the metal like 90 degrees. So at the lip, which is real strong lip, I was surprised, we were kind of surprised it didn't blow out. I think that's what saved us, honestly. Real rigid su- supported lip inside with the, with the double structure. Um, but it was bent so hard that where the gas door filler area is, it was recessed underneath about three inches. So I thought we we're gonna have to disconnect the filler. But I said, now let's keep it together first. Let's pull, let's just glue pull it and see what we come up with. So we use like the centipede style. You know, we should have videoed a lot of this stuff. I mean, it would have been perfect for like a pull tower. We just could use the good old slide hammer with the centipede style. Just pull, slide, pull, slide, you know, just walk your way down it. I mean, I'll tell you right now, Jake put some time in. I bet she was probably into that thing probably three to four hours. But it's ready for mud. Everybody else would have sectioned that thing. You know, you'd have welds. You'd have rust eventually. I mean, this thing, you know, you got to take apart all the trim. You have, I mean, it's just a mess if you've ever done a section. So, so we maintain the integrity of this wonderful Santa Fe. And... And it's going to be a faster, more affordable repair as well. I mean, that repair, you section that thing. I'm, I, I bet you're every bit of six grand, you know. And I think we're into this thing mid twos. 
and we'll have it out. If we hauled ass, we could have it out in two days. But we have so much work, I don't think we're going to be able to haul ass. If I could double my staff, we could haul ass. So, um, Speaking of doubling staff, I had a student from the Ukraine. Originally was living over there, but because of all the stuff that's going on, everybody's just getting the hell out of that part of the country, both the U Ukraine and Russia. Thank you, Putin. Uh, he's doing a little population shift, courtesy of war. Um, but... Uh, yeah, Putin, uh, well, I'm not going to talk about politics and Putin, but we got hit up by um, by another technician who wants to potentially uh, come work over here. Ten-year tech, trained over somewhere in the in Ukraine. So it's very interesting, but uh, we'll see how that works out. We may bring this guy in, see what he's got. Um, Eastern Europeans work hard, man. They are not afraid to bust ass. So we'll see. We'll see what shakes. But yeah, very interesting uh, synopsis. So anyway, um, today we're going to talk about income, comfortable levels, comfortably numb, Pink Floyd. What What's the number that you need to not exist, but to exist well, okay? To thrive, if you will. I'm going to borrow that from, what is that, Kaiser or something, which is hardly what Kaiser does, but... And I have some first-line experience with that, too. But I won't get into that. That's kind of dark. Like a cave with mildew and water and tadpoles and shit. Um, let's say you want to have a small family. Let's say you don't want to rent your entire life. You want to have a mortgage. Let's say that you and the wife are going to have cars. And let's say that Jimmy and Sally are going to go to college. Okay? Or you're going to help Jimmy and Sally buy, buy a house. And... I think college is kind of on the way out. I don't think it's, I don't think college has adapted well enough to what the industry and what our society needs from students. I think just direct, there's so much information on the interwebs. I think you can get a better education than you can most of the time just by going direct. There's no reason to learn art history, English 101, unless you're not a first first uh, English speaker kind of person you know so I mean but that's another whole story but so let's just say you need money for all that stuff though so the mortgage I'm gonna say you're at three grand okay some are gonna be less some are gonna be a lot more but let's just say you got away with three grand maybe you're doing a condo or something or a small SFR or whatever but let's say you're three grand okay cars let's say you're at a thousand dollars a month including insurance let's say your health care for that that brood is fifteen hundred food seven miscellaneous under their G. I might be light here, but that's 7,500. That's probably pretty close if you're in a big city. You know, I'm not talking New York. Um, I'm not even probably, I mean, LA maybe, but definitely most other cities. I don't know about Chicago, but but uh, let's say 7,500 gets you, the missus, and two kids, and you guys are making ways. I believe, and I'm not, I'm not a financial guy, and this is just purely entertainment, but I say your expenses should be no more than one third of your income. And I'm not giving you advice, but I'll tell you right now, for me, that has served well. I would never want my expenses to be higher than a third of my income. You're, you're put, it, I would stress out if, if I had expenses higher than let's say a third, if I had half or two thirds my, you know, what if I had a bad month? You know, it's one thing if you're on a salary, but even then, what if you lose your job? Can you replace that income quickly? You know, so I, I just, I like, one third or less, you know. So seventy-five hundred times three is twenty-two five. So there's your number, kids. Ding, ding, ding. Family, 
22.5 a month. And per year, what is that? 200, just about 250, about a quarter mil. Okay, that used to be baller status back in the day, right? 22.50 times 12, 270, my bad. 270 grand. I mean, I used to have a friend in the late 90s. This guy was a baller. Had a beautiful mansion up in, uh, him and the wife both made that, by the way. So they were like half a mil up back in the 90s. That was kick-ass money. And the lifestyle they had, I mean, he had a girlfriend on the side and they were traveling around the world, but that's another story again. But yeah, doing well. Um, so let's say you got to make 22.5. That's 1,100 a day, roughly. Okay. Gone are the days, at least in us, us dental mobile auto body guys, mobile recon guys, that $500 a day or 10K a month is enough. It's just not. If you're single, it is. If you're single, you can live okay. 10 grand will pay the bills and put you in a Corolla and, you know, a little vacation out to the desert and, and pay your rent. But you ain't going to be able to go out a couple times a week and hit the ladies for $200 nights, bottle service. No. Have a seat. Let the ballers take care of that. $500 a day used to be good money. It's not anymore. So, so I bring this up because I had three former students message me this week that they all were making over $2,000 a day. Some were significantly higher than that. Some were right about two k Okay. two k a day, that's pretty good. 20-day work month, that's forty grand. Okay, you're breaking through. You're almost double that number that you need to make it, to have a family or to make a family. Add water. Lego family. So that's pretty good. That's pretty good. So is it possible in our service businesses to average two to three grand a day? Of course it is. It's simple. And I, when I say simple, I mean, I'm not saying it's child's play, but it, it, you don't have to be Einstein. You just have to have a plan. You have to work your plan. You have to be disciplined. That's it. At least it's worked for me. I was disciplined to get to, to the, these numbers. Okay, systems and processes for marketing is what it is. First and foremost, you have to have a price. You, your prices probably need to be raised. And one of the easiest ways to do it is to have a moral reason to raise your prices higher because you're making a promise to your clients that many others hopefully can't. The best thing that served me is having an irresistible offer, an offer that's so so massive, so great, that if somebody says no, you just look at them and they feel stupid for saying no. You know, I, the kind of thing where I'm selling you a $100,000 Ferrari used for 10 grand. Well, you're gonna say no? That's stupid. You know what I'm saying? And I would feel stupid if somebody came up to me and said that. So, so it takes creativity, it takes some thought, it takes some planning. But whatever your business is, I guarantee you have an opportunity within reason. Premium avatar, your best possible customer to get you there is, is you have to focus on the prize. Flip it, you wanna make this easy? Flip it on its head, do the inverse. Who's your worst customer? They're not ready to spend money with you, they're just they're just tire kicking. My wife, we're trying to re-plaster our, our, our pool and add new tile. One guy said, look, I'll give you a ballpark idea, but unless you want, unless you're actually ready to get going on this, you're not just shopping, but you're like, hey, I'm, 
I'm gonna probably pull the trigger, I'll come out. Which sounds kind of cocky, but the guy's busy. And I respect that. He, he, he has a lot of business and doesn't have time to go around for tire kickers. Is he gonna lose some business because of that? Yeah, but does he care? No, because he's probably a good marketer. He's probably pretty damn busy. So the worst customers, one that's not ready. Who wants to waste their time? Yeah, I'm gonna come on in. I don't even have the money, but I figured I'd just get a price. I, I hate when people, I shouldn't say I hate. I get disgusted when, I'm gonna vomit when, insert another adjective right there and you get the idea how I feel. When somebody hits me up and says, I don't even own this car, but I'd like to have an estimate. And I'm not talking to two-party pair, I'm saying, I'm thinking about buying it. I might buy this car in a month, in a, three months, a year. I just wanna know how much this kind of damage will cost. I, I don't have time for that. <clears throat> and I hate to be rude, and I don't wanna be rude, but I basically wanna tell them, look, when you own the car, but they want me to, to, to educate them on damage costs so they can be better at, at you know, cars as investments. Well, that's your job to do your, 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 uh, your what do you call it, research. If you want to learn how to estimate damages on, on vehicles or any other kind of damage, let's say you're gonna flip a house and you wanna know how much it's gonna cost to, to do a teardown or a bathroom, but you haven't even bought the house yet. Same thing probably happens with with the resto guys, they're like, I don't want to do with these people. They don't even own the house. They're not even in the house. You do the research, but don't do it for me. I got better things to do. I'm trying to get get with people that are ready to spend money now, not in three months, six months, or hypothetically ever. So worst customers, somebody's not ready. Second one, somebody doesn't have any money. You know, I really want to get a price on this. I don't. I'm I'm broke, but I like to get. I had a guy come with a Geo. Uh, what was that Geo Metro? What was it? it was a Yaris. And he came up, needed two bumpers and dents all the way around. Probably had 200,000 miles on it. Sounded like it was running on a cylinder. And the paint was, you might imagine, was more than ugly. And it look, he looked like a, what do you call those people that, they look like a hoarder inside. I saw trash like piled up past the windows. And I'm just like, I don't even want to give you an estimate because you're wasting my time. You're obviously not going to spend the money. No, I really am. I'm going to get this done. I go, I go flat out, you're going to be over two grand. I just I try to cut this off as soon as possible. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna open up software. I'm not gonna sketch a, a paper estimate. You're about two grand. Well, can I get an estimate? Yeah, I'll tell you what. When you're when you're ready to book it, come on back, get the trash out of your car, and be willing to spend. Be ready to spend between two and three grand. Okay, I'll do that. All right, see you. I got rid of that guy in about thirty seconds flat. Did he come back? What do you think? So. Your worst customer, they're not ready, they're on money. They have a crappy car or home or condo, depending if you're in home services or vehicles, whatever. Yeah, I wanna redo my roof. No, I don't have homeowners and don't have any money. Go away. I wanna paint it, okay. And you look at them and the house hasn't been painted for 50 years. And the car's in the, park, in the, the parking lot, the car's in the driveway or whatever, I mean, it could be a parking lot, or, or ass. You're just like, oh, this isn't looking good. We don't want to waste our time. Part of the thing is, is, is focusing our time where it's best served. And what happens with these cheap customers when they don't have money or barely have enough money? What are they going to do? They're going to complain a lot. They're going to be very demanding. Our guy that came in for an M5 bumper yesterday, we were so busy, the guy had a dent in it, he didn't ask about it. We would have hit him up. He also had two wheels that needed to be done. I didn't hit him up about that either. We didn't have time. I didn't have staff. I couldn't do it. We're training. Jake's busy pushing dents around the world and here and everything. Jake was here till 6.30 last night and he's got an hour commute back home. 
And he's got a family and kids. I mean, I really appreciate that. And it's just, no, we didn't have time. So, so focus on your, your best customer, not your worst. And when it comes to skills, some people get caught up about being the best. And you don't need to be, I mean, if you want to be the best, fine, but you know, you're, you're obviously not looking at profits at that point. You have a different North Star, you're a different metric. I like being really good, don't get me wrong. But I really don't, my ego doesn't really care. You know, every now and then I'll get caught up and I'm like, eh, it doesn't really matter. I'm good enough. I can blow this, blow the sunshine up anybody's ass with the work we do here. And we do. It's about being good enough, guys. I'm going to shoot you straight. It's about being good enough and confident to perform at the highest, highest level, no matter what service you're providing. And then price accordingly to those who see value, aka the most value. Two people, a condo and a house. And that house is, is a big house. And it needs it needs a roof done. Who's gonna see more value in it? Probably the, the guy with the bigger house. Same thing with cars. I got a guy with a Prius, I got a guy with an M5. Who's willing to pay more money to have their bumper shot? Same amount of paint, same amount of time, right? Now the roofing uh, sample was probably a little different. You got a big house versus a small house. But I could take it and say, okay, it's a condo in shit town and it's a condo in premium town. The Ruber's gonna wanna do premium town. And them, just like us, we would prefer insurance work if we can get it, if it pays well. Doesn't always, sometimes you have to fight with it. I mean, roofers use insurance, plumbing, plumbing guys for repipes, us dent guys, all that. And I basically just touched on something that's really important. Geographic targeting. If you know a neighborhood or a region of your city that has a higher income, you should be either situated there or marketing there. Hopefully both. I like to bring up Jeff at Beach City's PDR in Huntington Beach. Huntington Beach average home price and income is pretty good. It wasn't always that way. It was probably middle income America, but with most coastal cities, it's gone up tremendously. People have wealth, part and parcel because of their real estate. And that has a, a flushing effect of pushing people out who can't afford the real estate and bringing people in who want to live in Surftown, USA and can afford from anywhere around the world. You know, Canada, East Coast, North where it's cold. Huntington Beach has nice weather year round. So geographic targeting is huge. I'll give you an example when geographic targeting has gone rogue, it's gone bad. Tino De La Cruz, student from about 20 years ago, still pushing dance by the way, came to me and sold his multi-million dollar electrical service company that used to service uh, with Southern California Edison, says, Brian, I'm stressing out. I, I sold my company, I shut it down. I don't wanna have 100 people working for me, it's too stressful. I just wanna make a little bit of money and relax. Okay, cool. Let's get you set up, Tino. And oh, by the way, I want to service the ghetto. Come again? Yeah, now I want to service my, my, my Latino community and I want to give them quality services and I know they'll pay for it. I go, Tino, you sure about that? Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I, I want to feel the reward of helping them. That lasted about two months. After he was trained, he's like, fuck this. Nobody wanted to get shit done and when they did, they didn't want to pay nothing because they didn't have nothing and all their stuff was shit for the most part. And I'm not talking Latinos in, in 
generally. I'm talking about like a depressed economy in certain areas. It could be in any cultural group. You know, freaking Caucasian, Asian, whatever. So it doesn't really matter. It's it's the the market itself. The market will bear. It will dictate the price. You know? So he immediately got out of the ghetto, went to the coastal cities, closer to us, and started making great money and never looked back. And he's polished, clean, clean cut, well-spoken guy. I mean, he ran a big company. Of course, he knows how to, how to speak and, and in interpersonal social skills and crushed it. And that's an example of bad versus good geography. It The geographic, it plays hard, guys. So there you go. That's that's our Friday pod. That's how to make big money. There's a lot more ways, a lot, lot more recipes or ingredients to go into this money stew. But the stew of cash, I'm telling you right now, guys, it's the way to go. If you're going to have a family, 1100 a day. That's my estimate. That's the magic number for the United States of Marrakesh. I, you know, yeah, like I said, I know there's probably some suburbs. You could probably go to Amarillo and live on 500 a day and, and have that family. Certain areas, maybe Cedar Rapids. But on average, take the big cities and the small, I'll bet you got to be between probably 900 to 1100 a day. To do right, raise a family, have a house, health insurance, all the right things, retire. All right, that's it. I gotta bounce. What do you mean, why? Because I got students. I got students coming in, we got cars coming in. I'm trying to get everything pushed out today so we have to come back tomorrow. Love Jeff, he's been coming in and helping us out constantly on Saturdays. I don't wanna have to ask him again. So we're gonna try to push this shizzle out and be done. Um, that's pretty much it. So guys, thanks for tuning in. Have yourself a great weekend, and I'll catch you on the next SAI Service Marketing Podcast. Bye-bye for now.